Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Hello, everybody. Chuck Bonnyville, Julie Hayden on the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, Truth Straight Up. That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, and HappyTrees.co. Chuck, once again, broadcasting from the world headquarters of the Glendale Cherry Creek Chronicle, where they just put the wrap on the newspaper um, for the month. Um, it's going to be a fun edition. Um, yes, it is, it, it is going to be it. But we, we want to start off with a lot of stuff going on today, but with Tom Tancredo. And Chuck, I'll let you go ahead and do the introductions here. All right. Well, everybody knows who Tom is, the congressman. Uh, from Colorado, and one of the few people, in fact, the only person I know of who didn't get corrupted by Washington, um, and he's been a hero to the grassroots uh, for decades. Um, he had some health problems. Uh, we got to see him at the uh, Hispanic uh, Cultural Festival, and he looked great. Tom looked yeah. just great. So That's right. we're thrilled to have him on today. Welcome, Tom. Hey, Tom. Is, do we have Tom yet, Thomas? Everyone's named Tom. He's, he's, he's the producer is having a little bit. Okay, give him one moment. Okay, well, we're, we're just kind of clearing up some audio issues. Then we're also going to be talking about this is kind of fun. Chuck has another big um, Colorado Republican Party executive meeting tonight. They're going to be talking about some pretty interesting things that you guys need to know about. Meanwhile, the Colorado Sun and rhinos like Barb Kirkmeyer are launching yet another attack on the whole opting out of the Colorado primary. And once again, the Colorado Sun gets everything completely wrong, right? They're saying, you know, they're still trying to block unaffiliated voters. It's like those headlines always, to me, beg the question. It's like, why should we have unaffiliated voters selecting our candidates? It's like keep pointing out that's like having the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, it's like Denver Broncos trying to, you know, block Kansas City Chiefs from drafting the Broncos starting quarterback. It's like, yeah, that's Maybe no they, You know, considering that they, they drafted the Kansas City quarterback is one of the best quarterbacks yeah. in the world. Maybe, maybe we, we should. <laughs> maybe that's a thing. Maybe we should call him and say, hey, look, you guys can pick our quarterback. Then in the meantime, on top of that, though, the article completely got wrong what the options are. So we'll be talking about that. But we have Tom with us now. Hey, Tom, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Oh, no, listen, thanks for having me on. I, I always enjoy it. So wanted to talk to you. You were in Congress for about 10 years and were one of the few people, um, although you didn't get invited to as many parties, um, who remained uncorrupted. (laughs) (laughs) And we've been, you know, talking this week about Ken Buck attacking the Colorado Republican grassroots and, you know, saying there's no evidence to impeach Biden. It's like he's gone crazy. And this is a Ken. He he would enjoy uh, being, he's kind of... um pushing to be a, a commentator on CNN, which I think he'd be great at. Yeah. yeah. And so how did he go yeah. from writing the book, Drain the Swamp, to becoming entrenched Part in the swamp? You, you know, you've uh, been there. How does uh, that happen? Well, I'll tell you that um, I don't think in his case, anyway, I do not believe that it was uh, that he had to make some sort of go through some sort of metamorphosis. I, I think that he was who he is. And he has been that from the start. I think that even the, the book was an attempt to make him the curmudgeon, almost like, um, you know, uh, uh, McCain, uh, somebody that if you attack, especially if you attack Republicans, uh, you're going to get a, an awful lot of, of airtime. Um, and also you will be seen as uh, independent and yeah. and. And that's what he he really wanted. I remember something that happened when I was running. I guess it must have been for governor. um, And he was, we were, of course, on the stage a lot, same time, because, you know, the the election was the same year. And, and, uh, and he asked me about whether or not I would, could help him find something for him to distinguish himself like I had myself with immigration. And I said, well, first of all, you have to 
you can't look for the, you know, I, I, I don't know how to look for the, the, the issue. You, you just have to believe it to begin with. <laughs> and, but so I, I said, you know, um, here's what I, I said, try this on. I said, introduce a, a, a bill that requires um, that any anybody getting a job in, in the United States has to go through E-Verify. <laughs> and every employer has to use it and it has to be, and then you have to uh, enforce it. Maybe, you know, throw them in jail if they keep doing it, the employer, because that's the only way. And that is by, from my point of view, by the way, it is the only way we can actually get a handle on illegal immigration uh, because you, you have to remove the, 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 the magnet and, and the only way you can do that is to enforce, because it, it is against the law to hire people who are here illegally. But nobody cares, and the and the Republicans don't care about that. They they are petrified of it because, of course, their base, their their financial base is around the, the Chamber of Commerce and all all the you know big shot. You know, that's one of the reasons why even Anschutz is not my pal anymore. It's <laughs> 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 because he, he never liked my position on this. Uh, I don't know how many he hires and what for, but I know that that was one of the, you know, big issues with him. I don't get to go to the hunt anymore. Every every <laughs> September, we used to be able to go to the dove hunt out on the, and his his beautiful. Oh my gosh, it's, it's, I loved it. It was absolutely great place. Sometimes I'll tell you, uh, the, the very first time I went, what happened with me and Romer. It was, I don't know. I have a lot of time to do other things, but um, anyway, I, I can't go anymore. I don't go anymore, and so. <laughs> Don't get invited. Okay. <laughs> but he said to me, he says, he said to me, uh, when I told him that, I said, well, take that off. Cause that's, you know, nobody wants to like that on our side. And it, it, but it is, the, it, it, just stay with it. Forget about whether or not you can pass it the first year. Just stay with it. Cause it's the best thing we can possibly do. And he goes, mm, no, I don't think I could do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> All of a sudden, we really weren't looking for something to really get your teeth into. I mean, well, he was, but it's just there were certain certain uh, boundaries there, certain, certain that, yeah, that would prevent him from moving on. And one being money, and so <laughs> my impression of him has always been, honestly, that that he is there, again. It's an there is no principle involved necessarily. He wants to make it that way because he likes the idea of being a curmudgeon, and that's how he gets attention. Uh, I mean, that's my impression. That's just me, okay? My personal impression of him is it has always been that way. Um, he's not a conservative, really never has been. And um, and and so he looks for a, a way to, I guess, satisfy that particular drive, you know, to be independent. And and when that means uh, doing the things he's done and, and attacking um, the people he's attacked, um, and and the issues that he's uh, that he's gone against, it's okay. That that fits perfectly. You know, he, he said today he's not going to run again. You know that? Oh no! Today? Yeah, that was uh, I, unless I was only half awake because I must admit it was on early in the morning and I was just waking <laughs> up to it. But uh, it, it, I, I know it said he announced today that he was not going to run for another term. Wow! So, I hadn't seen that. Throw that well, into the mix. Well, you know, what is he going to, why, what do you think he's going to do then? Become an MSNBC well, contributor? No, he, I mean, literally, he he said he's very interested in becoming a CNN commentator. I and mean, that wasn't, there you go. when somebody told me that, I thought they were just being humorous. But no, that's what he wants to be. Nah, I don't doubt that for a moment. I, and also, if you're going to, if he wants to run for something, maybe he wants to follow in the footsteps of Liz Cheney, you know, yeah. he wants to run for president. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, and he's already, up... he's already followed her, you know, philosophically. Well, you know, he, he originally um, worked with uh, uh, Liz Cheney's father, and he and Liz are very good friends. Um, I went yeah. to a fundraiser, and so did Julie. Uh, for of all people, um, Lauren Bobert. Lauren Bobert, um, and he yeah. and he brought Liz Cheney along, um, and they were Gosh, great, great oh, friends. <laughs> wow, that, um, Cheney, Cheney, and Liz and, and Bobert. That's amazing. <laughs> in a way. Really, 
<laughs> no, Tom, you're right. I'm doing a quick, as Rev said, searching it up. And I think um, that Buck is basically, I think he's saying he's explore. he's considering not running. Um, oh, and, okay. which, but I think you say that when you're actually not, when you're really, I mean, when you pretty much are considering not running, because all, when you, once you start yeah. saying that, then everybody starts coming out of the woodwork to run, right? You don't, oh, exactly. would I be right? That would be a silly thing to say if you're like, oh, no, just, change. well, of course we've had, you know, people do that, but. Um, no, uh, I, I don't think so. I think that that he would not do that. He, I do not believe he would do that if he were not intent on, on going ahead with it, because all kinds of things start to happen. Start to happen uh, as a result of it, uh, and primaries develop. Right, uh, you know. So I, I don't know. I I would be very very surprised if it was just a you know offhand whim that didn't. Right. Yeah, uh, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you about this, because you were part of, you know, with the, the original Tea Party movement. What do you make now of this? Uh, you know, it's really there's no other way to put it, but but a civil war between the Colorado. And it's not just in Colorado, actually. It's all over the country. Texas. Between. Uh, the, yeah, sure. exactly. Between the grassroots and then the what we would call rhino. But they freak out when you say rhino. So rhino establishment wing in Colorado, it seems to me and curious your thoughts on this. The grassroots with Dave Williams as the chair has really grown and grown in influence and power. And the establishment is totally freaking out about that. What what do you think about all of that? No, uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, Williams, I think, has really been great uh, in everything I've seen so far. Uh, I have to tell you, I think he's being very reasonable. He's presenting himself as a very reasonable guy, uh, uh, you know, and I think that that does drive them nuts um, it, it, because, I mean, it's the, the bigger picture is exactly what's happened all over the country, as you say, and within the party itself at every single level. Right. It is the idea. And, and it, it, the, the swamp is the swamp. And it, it doesn't matter. The, there are just as many Republicans in it as Democrats. And the idea for them is to, you know, obtain power, retain power at, at any cost. It is the power thing. And, and, and it has been always that way. The fight has always been that way. And we are winning. And that hasn't always been that way. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we, we have. We have not been on the winning side on that issue for a long time, but we are beginning to. And, um, and, and so I, except, you know, Reagan, I think was the, that was the one that really moved us ahead. Uh, uh, but then everything, then Bushes and all the rest yeah, of that stuff. Thank <laughs> God bless Trump. You know, all of a sudden right. here comes the guy who doesn't owe them anything and doesn't need the money. And, and that, who can deal with somebody like that? That's yeah. why they hate him right. so much. There's no other reason for the vitriol, for the for the hatred that they have for him, uh, except for the fact that he's really the has been the threat to that to their power hold. And and I think it's uh, I don't know where it's going. I really don't because uh, I've seen it going up up and down. But I, I'm liking what I see with Dave Williams, and I I think that. Um, I mean, what the hell? We can't do much worse. No. <laughs> the elections, right? Than exactly. What they've given us all this time. And the last one, especially, you know, you've got, what was the name of the guy that was running for the Senate? You know, who, I mean. Oh, oh Day. Oh, oh, Day, yeah. Oh, oh Day, right. Uh, how could you get more liberal? I mean, how could you get more rhino? And all that stuff. And. And they and it goes down in flames, and, and so I'm sure they blame us, right? They're going to right. say, "Oh, well, well Dick, Waddell, Waddell, Dick Waddell's blames Trump." Yeah, Dick Waddell. I blame everything on Trump. Joe Day's uh, problem in Colorado is Trump, according to Dick Waddell. Trump. Yeah. Well, uh, I heard him say right before the election when we were pointing, somebody was pointing out to, I don't know, it was Dick Waddell or whoever, but uh, that uh, hey, you know, this is. Yeah, he's he's pretty liberal. You think you're going to get all this? Oh, we don't need the conservatives. That's <laughs> we do not need the conservatives to win this. We can we'll win it with the, the, all the independents, the liberal Republicans, and a bunch of Democrats. Well, I'm glad he said it because, of course, had he not said that, then we would have been 
And he would say, they would say, well, we lost because the Republicans, because the conservatives vote for it. Well, they, no, you already said that it didn't matter that you could do it without it, right? That's right. So, right. Ahead, try. And, and in fact, I think probably most conservatives, I did, I don't know, maybe they, I don't know how it shook out, but I can guarantee you that uh, they they cannot do what they thought they could do without the conservatives right. as part no. of it. No, exactly. Well, explain, I mean, explain to me how Mitch McConnell and, and all the ones in the Senate are so hot to trot to fund Biden's war in Ukraine. War. That's just unbelievable. I, the only thing I can think of, because I agree with you, it's a very strange thing um, that they're so tied into it and, and um, so committed to it. But whenever I cannot think of, uh, whenever you see something like this happening, not just this, but anything in politics especially, that doesn't seem to fit. And you think, I don't know, this, there's something screwy about this. Because uh, otherwise, I, I just don't see them doing what they're doing, saying right. what they're saying. But the re- what, what you have to do at that point always is follow the money. Yeah. Follow the money. And I do not know if they are being enriched by, uh, you know, the uh, the. Uh, military industrial complex or or just the uh, ukrainians or handing Sam it back to the <laughs> yeah the, all the money laundering that's right, <laughs> right. somebody no, said today I, I, that there's there's going to be there are a lot of people who are going to be made rich because this war and i think includes a lot of yeah. people from capitol hill yeah. no yeah. Tom, i think and, and absolutely... all those people fund republicans you know it's, it's yeah. the same thing as the immigration issue I'm telling right. you, it's these are big Republican donors, big business people, and uh, uh, and and so uh, that's the only thing I can think of that would explain their their uh, not just right. support, but I mean commitment. Yes. Right. Yes. Commitment to it is keep that killing going for God's sake. Keep the killing going. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like there aren't even more Ukrainians anymore. It's like that's all right. We don't we don't no, care. That's, so. right. that's right. <laughs> well, and it goes back, I mean, a similar kind of thing. It's like, you know, why would Barb Kirkmeyer and the Colorado Sun article about the opt-out thing, she calls all that Dave Williams is proposing when they vote on the opt-out um, next weekend, not this coming weekend, but the weekend after that, is that if you're, that the majority, they have to have a 75% majority, majority will be of the people who are there. And you can't bring in 4 million proxies, right? You can only bring in two proxies. Um, and Barb Kirkmeyer calls that shady and corrupt. It's like, what's right. shady? What's shady and corrupt about it? Most other meetings, the majority is the majority of people who are there, right? It's like, and what's right. shady? Most other meetings I've been to, it's like you can't carry in eighty proxies. You know what I mean? They're rules. Yeah, well, about but it. you have to remember that that if anybody knows shady, uh, yeah. Barb Kirkmeyer knows shady. <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. And it's like Dick Wadhams saying that, yeah. calling people corrupt and communist and stuff. I mean, anybody he would know that's for certain. That, you know, yeah, I like to call Dave, Dave uh, Williams Comrade Dave. I called him up to get him to come on the show, but he hasn't gotten back. Hasn't called back yet. Well, why do you think even at this lower, I mean, I can kind of get why if you're Mitch McConnell or Lindsey Graham, you know, you're going for the money, but why do you think it is that even, you know, in the state, at the Colorado state legislative level, they're willing to go, so brutal um, to try to shut down the grassroots. I mean, they're not even being subtle anymore. Right. Well, um, because they, uh, first of all, they've got the power. Yeah. You know, now, now I'm talking about Democrats here. I mean, right. they're going to put their agenda as fast and as hard as they possibly can uh, because they've got everything, right? Yeah. House, Senate, Governor. And they want to get as much done as possible before the, it, it appears to people that, that things have gone too far. And maybe, uh-huh. maybe the pendulum needs to swing back a little bit. <laughs> um, but I just think they're drunk with power. And I think that on the other hand, the, the Republicans can't stand the idea of being out of it, out of power. Because uh, to them, there is no, that's all politics is. Yeah, you're not talking about people who have some commitment to a 
defined set of principles, <laughs> clearly established, down deep in their hearts. That's what they want to see. I mean, on the on the basis of principle, not not personal agenda, right. but you just don't have that on the other side. They're not. It's not there. I mean, uh, they 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 want to couch it in that. They want to pull things off of the shelf. They call you know their principles, but the reality is. You know, if you don't have a set of conservative principles, what is the purpose of being a Republican? You yeah. Know, why do you, if you're honestly, if that's not what you're all about, why would you do it? Well, you would do it because you think that will get you power. That's why, right. because it right. always has. You've been able to uh, to ma- manipulate the system and the people in it in a way. Money again, a lot of money controlled that whole process, and. I mean, look at what happened when we took over. When did I say we? When Dave took over, uh, and you start looking at the books. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars are going for things like, you know, they're giving themselves uh, bonuses and and contracts and buying health care for out for a year. I mean, my God. It, yeah. it is a money issue with it, I think, and uh, along with it, you know, that because the power comes the right. money. Yeah. Uh, well, when money the, comes power, whichever one. Whichever that goes. Well, what do you think about, in ter- you know, we were talking and we'll talk a little bit more later in the show um, about, you know, Russell Brand and all of that going on. Um, I mean, and you've been, you know, playing politics for a long time at varying levels, national and local. I mean, it, it, how, how, let me ask you, how precarious of a time is this, do you think, or or, or isn't it? Um, well, it's precarious because they've had the reins of government and society for so long that, to me, just the election of one or two people, a, a president, let's say, a Donald Trump again, um, or uh, or even a majority in House and and, and president, uh, it, I, I, I fear that even that will not change and, and reestablish um, America as the country you and I grew up in and what we know. I have to have a bumper sticker that said, I miss the America I grew up in. And I mm-hmm. certainly do. And I wish I could think of a way that it, you could get it back through the elective process, you know, but I, I don't know because they have the control of the schools, of the media, of, of society, all the, you know, the social media, all that stuff they've got. And I, I, what's precarious to me is this, the little bit of, you know, like a, foothold, maybe toehold, we better call it, that we have established in Colorado uh, with the party and that sort of thing. But boy, when you realize how dedicated these people are, yeah. and again, the money that they can bring to bear, um, you look at look at the this HH, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Preparation money, HH. Yeah, Preparation H. And you look at where the money is now and coming from 500,000 they've already raised. It'll wow. be millions, of course. And our side puts it, you know, I think $10,000. I Yeah. And the money's coming from all over. It's just like the money that came in during what, when we were doing the, uh, uh, I mean, when we found out about, uh, what happened to us in 2002 and three, eight, you know what I mean? That were, the, the, we wrote the book or I, did, I say we, but the, the book was written called um, the, uh, what, you know, the, the exposed all of the money. Oh, the blueprint. The, state from, the blueprint. Yeah. The blueprint Colorado. Blueprint. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what we saw was this weird, thing uh, control i mean of course then they had just four people that were primarily involved with and thinking about it i mean developing it right um, um and so but but it spread out it metastasized yes. all over the country uh as the way to c- gain control and it certainly was was tied to to money and the 
uh, as I say, you know, you, when, when you're wondering what's happening and you can't figure it out, follow that money and they'll tell you. And and they've got it, and they've and I and we don't. I I, I don't know where. I don't know why we don't have the same kind of people um, as George Soros and others uh, who, you know, we don't have it. They're not. I mean, look at Anschutz. We go back to that. He's in Colorado. He's number one, right, in terms right. of the dollars available, and boy, um, he is not. He's not willing to. To, to do anything, I remember he would they, they would contribute to my campaigns. It was a very small amount, and it was always through about di- five different. It was almost like the Biden family, <laughs> <laughs> always the through a whole bunch of other <laughs> organizations and stuff. I mean, like, Where's you, this coming from? Where's this? <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe that. Thing. I don't. Know. Now, Chuck has long said that Tom, we need in Colorado better billionaires. You know, yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. <laughs> and not just Colorado, but you know, all over the world. Why? I mean, I, I always w- thought to myself, guys, if, if only I had the money uh, that, that Soros had, I, I would set up this thing that said, wherever, whatever he funds, will double. <laughs> the other side. So the and other if he's side. for whatever it, he we'll funds, just... will fund the other side. And right. God, it would be so much fun. But, uh, <laughs> well, now, now his son Alex, who was far more radical, if you can believe it, than George. Oh my God! Oh my God! Yeah, I knew he, I knew that his son was taking over. I just had no idea, and I knew he was liberal, but I didn't know he was. Oh, he was even more. Even more. He's even more. Hey, well, listen, Tom. We'll let you go. It is great to, to yeah, hear from so you, and thank Tom. And so all the people in our help. Zoom are saying they love you and they're glad to hear from you too. So we will have you back soon. Um. And because I have a Any feeling things time. things are not gonna things are not gonna get better in the immediate future. So you thank you, Tom, for your time. Have <laughs> a great care, rest Tom. of your day. Bye bye. Oh guys, it was great, great, great to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Of, oh, okay. of course. There you go. Tom Tancredo there. Um well, you know, he always just best. Oh, he does, and he always just have such he always has such great insights, you know, and right. he's absolutely right, right about following the money. Do you want to talk a little bit about the there is some kind of Although it goes kind of to Tom's point, you know, the Republicans. Well, I let me put put it this way, because I, I want to play some of the Merrick Garland grilling. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. A little Merrick um, Garland fun. And 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 I think it's fun to listen to. And on the other hand, I think the other thing it does is it exposes the matrix just a little bit more. Right. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit more. So. So today. So Merrick Garland, A.G. Merrick Garland went before mm-hmm. Congress and Thomas Massey had a little bit of fun with him on the January 6th Fed surrection. Ray Epps, by the way, today pled guilty. So that was all arranged. Oh, there I, you I, go. I, and I he will over... be sentenced to to the stringent <laughs> and, and <laughs> most. Uh... You know, he's going to be sent down the river. No, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And and so he kind of grills Merrick Garland about what an idiot he is. So if we could please play the Massey soundbite, Thomas. When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time... You don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. You've ha- I don't know whether there are any. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again, that you don't know that there I were have any? no personal knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time. You've had two years to family. find out. And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor? Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video. He's saying, go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's, an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. I yield the balance of my time to Chairman Jordan. Yeah. And I think that's a thing, Chuck. I mean, the American public more and more are not buying it, right? I mean, even the- Well, how can you? I mean, they're not very good at it. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, you <laughs> well, should have indicted him on 25 different charges and then eventually do a plea bargain down to one 
crummy misdemeanor. Right. No, and but instead to start they, out with one crummy misdemeanor that, makes it obvious. True. They should have been trickier about it. I mean, they yeah. know how to be tricky. We got the whole Hunter Biden thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it is. And then they found out yesterday the information came out again, thanks to FOIA requests and things like that, that the FBI had so many informants that they kind of lost track of them, right? Well, they all, every field office had their own, you know? Right. right. It's hey, like, and, and, and hey, that Bob, was- like, Tom. That doesn't have anything to do with with the CIA and everybody else. Well, so then Merrick Garland, I mean, he was kind of feisty, but I think, you know, still is not a good day for him. Jim Jordan basically was kind of grilling him on why they let the Department of Justice let the statute of limitations run out in the Hunter Biden felony tax issue. Because as we all know, the gun charges are stupid, right? The gun charges are like, see, we're going after Hunter Biden. He's not going to get any jail time. And uh, although I think it's interesting, the president's willing to throw his son under the bus, but you know, that doesn't go to the president, right? So they do this, and Jim Jordan kind of grows them. So if we could please play the Jordan soundbite. Out address it in the public report that will be transmitted to the Congress. I don't know the answer to did those they questions. Forget, did the lawyers just like let it, did they just like, oh, darn, we let it, did they, were they careless? I expect that won't be what he says, but because I You promised- know that's not the case, because as Mr. Bishop pointed out, they had a tolling agreement. They had they talked to Hunter Biden's defense counsel and say, let's extend the statute of limitations. And then at some point they made an intentional decision to say, we're going to let the statute of limitations lapse. And I want to know who decided that and why they did it. Mr. Weiss was a supervisor of the investigation at that time and at all times. He made the necessary appropriate decisions. And you'll be able to ask him that question. And he will You know why they did it. Everyone knows why they did it. May not say it, but everyone knows why they did it. They didn't. Baris, those tax years, that's that that dealt with the pre, that involved the president. It's one thing to have a gun charge in Delaware. That doesn't involve the president of the United States. But Barisma, oh my, that goes right to the White House. We can't have that. And we can slow walk this thing along. We can even extend the statute of limitations and then we can intentionally let it lapse. And we know this investigation was slow. Here's what everyone said. Shapley said, DOJ slow walked the investigation. Ziegler. Slow walking and the approvals of everything. This happened at the Delaware's attorney's office and DOJ tax level. Mr. Sobosinski, the FBI agent, said, I would have liked to th- see things move faster. Ms. Holly said the same. Every witness we've talked to said this thing was slow walked, and we know why. They slow walked it long enough to let the statute of limitations run so they wouldn't have to get into Burisma. And, you know, Mary Carlin is like, you wonder if he just like has to go take a shower or something every day or twice a day or something like that. So to be so. Well, you know, the two, you know, the Mayorkas and him always have that strange look on them. Kind of like, you know, this kind of like, I don't care. Yes, I'm corrupt. (laughs) Yes, you know, I'm corrupt, but I don't care. (laughs) Well, and this is from Charlie. Look, you know. Right. It's it's slightly different. Mayorkas kind of lifts his head up while, while, uh, Merrick Garland. Exactly. Well, and this is that um, Charlene says, you know, maybe the agencies are losing their grip. Limbaugh told us conspirators don't hang together very long. And then Sandra is asking and Charlene agreeing, who are the people that sit behind Merrick Garland? I'm kind of curious about them and who they represent. And there is some truth to that. But I mean, at least they're holding the hearing. I know there's some people, I mean, you know, saying they're not doing enough, but 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 they're exposing it. They're they're red pilling people. They're exposing the matrix. And every little bit of that helps, I think, and helps well, our it's cause. it's wonderful because somebody like Merrick Garland for the last 30 years or plus has been lionized and always, you know, treated with great deferential right. respect as a district, as a, a D.C. Um, circuit uh, judge and everywhere else. And everybody thought it was the greatest of tragedies that he didn't get on the Supreme Court. And now he has all these people just tell him, you're garbage, buddy. And we know it. <laughs> Well, and hey, the, the, your garbage, and then he's got to turn around and um, and probably then the White House calls him and tells him, you know, to say this or that. I mean, you know, if he thought he probably does not really have any power. I could see him saying, I have no direct knowledge because nobody tells me anything. OK, they periodically make me come sit here and talk to you guys. The Obama people are controlling things. You know, Susan Rice, you know, or what's her, um, who's the. Lisa Monaco, those people. Lisa actually, Monaco, yeah. Well, Lisa, Lisa Monaco. Lisa. You're going to ask Mr. Weiss at some time, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. And he'll give you a straight answer, too. Yeah. He'll give you a hey guys. straight answer. Yeah. Hey, Hello. Barney, chime in. Hey, can I? Yeah, I've been wanting to chime in. So your, uh, your ass clown buddy, the former DA of the 28th District, I wonder what that 18. jackass would say. 18. Uh, oh, 18th. I'm sorry. Oh, God, 17. we wouldn't want to. 
yeah, poor little fellow. We don't want to offend him on that one. Sorry, 18. But <laughs> so he's all bitchy the one day about well, – he had a caller that really held him to task, but the caller got nervous. I think his name was Brian. I don't know what there is to be nervous about talking about, you know, having a conversation with that little turd. But um, he was going off on Jordan can't do this, Jordan can't do that. Yeah, exactly, Brockler, he can't. But what does Brockler – you know, Brockler acts like – well, he's been indicted. He's been indicted. Well, stick your indictment up your butt. They're corrupt. When right. you get an indictment from a corrupt a-hole, it's corrupt. We don't care that he's got an indictment. Merrick Garland sits there like some kind of shitbag. He's a puke. He's a total corrupt turd. So what right. about that? But we're no, going to give Ray Epps a misdemeanor? Give me right. a break. I saw the tapes. Go to what Ray Epps did on tape. I think that's a 10-year freaking prison sentence. Well, I mean, that's the 22 years for le- far less. Right. I mean, and this yeah. is, and remember what, what this is all about. And as we kind of, you know, you don't want, uh, yes, it's important, the details, but what this is all about is the corrupt indictments, Barney, and the harsh sentences. They are trying to send a message to us. And we'll talk about Russell Brand in a second. They're trying to send a message to us as if you don't go along with the narrative, we will destroy you. We will. Yeah, well, absolutely. But hang on a minute, Julie. They also, you know, all, look at, at least we know, we don't have to act like we're conspiracies to, to say that there were FBI informants. You watch Buffalo Head walking up, people walking up to those cops. Body language says a lot. It was right. a big, fat, stinking setup. The cops yes. knew it. All these jackasses in their, their flat jackets or their bulletproof vest or whatever they had. It was a big, fat setup. So the bottom line is at least. We've come to the conclusion that, yeah, yeah, there were a bunch of feds in there, and these guys are showing their asses all the way, you know, through and through what they did. But before you talk about Russell Brand, I'd have to agree with Megyn Kelly on him, man. That guy, there's some really bad – yeah, I don't know. Oh, he's not – I certainly would not want to date him. But what I mean, though, is when you look at the why now – lots of women did. Lots of women did want to date him. But, but well, what yeah, I mean, and you're right, Julie. They, they're coming for us. But yeah, all I'm going to say to you two, oh. and I, I don't mean to make you nervous, but all we have ever been told, oh, we can vote. We can vote these guys out. Well, yeah. maybe, but, you know, what's next? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I'm not sorry. Look, at the Black Rifles are sooner or later going to come out. Sooner or later, they're going to go well, after well, Barney. Barney, you need to write to your representatives. And <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, Ken, yeah, you mean Lamborn? Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, uh, or Ken Buck? Because they, they, uh, your, voice, Buck, your voice is uh, important to them. Barney, show How is Ken Buck going to read my letter when he's got a <laughs> lip lock on Miss McConnell's butthole? Well, how's he going to read my letter, Chuck? I mean, these guys, and that's oh, what I'd like to say. Oh, they care, Ronnie. You know, they care. Oh, yeah. sure they do. And then, you know what? Guys like Brockler, you know, your your Colorado establishment or whatever they are you call them. And I'm sorry to beat up on the little fella, but I can't stand him. I try to listen to his show, and I just can't take it. He really – basically what Brockler is doing is making guys like me or even less – me. They're just – he's just so in the – He's just putting the nail in the coffin for the Republicans. That's what he's doing. Yeah, right. I remember he did something with the horses when he was a DA. It was a horse case. It was a cruelty case. He was right on, and I liked the guy after that. But, boy, talk about a disappointment, man. This guy's just turned into total – just we a total turn. We program. Uh, yeah. Hey, Barney, we're, we're starting to lose you a little bit, so we're going to let right, you go. Uh, but, but thank you. Yeah, I got a feeling that George might not take Barney's cause. Well, you know, that's the thing. It's And that's where – you know, when, when, again, when, when people say, well, he's been indicted, it's like, but you're missing the whole point that the, the whole, the whole point is the indictment is crooked. The indictment is corrupt. It's kind of like saying, you know, I, I don't know if you're in jail in Moscow or something like, well, you know, you were convicted and it's like, right. But it was a kangaroo court. The whole thing was corrupt, you know? Um, and this is Sandra, the only good guys in KNUS anymore. Randy Corporate, Dr. Dunn and the Bloyer effect. That's it, period. Actually, I would kind of agree. I'm bad to Charlene about that. Um, Epps thing. Yeah, the whole thing was a total setup. What's wrong with me uh, that I knew it when I saw the mainstream media clips that day? Well, yeah, you know, it, 
I remember watching it and being like, what are we not seeing? Right. Because I thought you could see people were going in. I mean, if the I've been into millions of these kind of things, if they at the beginning, I thought if they really wanted to stop it, they could have and they would have. So, you know, um, but what I wanted to talk about, this is something Chuck wanted to talk about. I mean, if you think the civil war is bad here in Colorado between the GOP and Texas, it's it's insane, you know. And so I'll let you set up the Paxton because um, well, we do have Paxton that soundbite. The conservative um, attorney general um, and he got into a fight with the uh, and longtime fight with the speaker of the House, Dave Fillon. And what the Democrats and liberal Republicans did maybe 15 years ago, um, they got together. A few of them, it was close enough in the House that if you were a liberal, you go to the Democrats and say, vote for me for chair and I'll make you guys head of various committees and everything else, which they've done now for over a decade. Um, Dave Fillum uh, was drunk one day and came in on the, it's hilarious, you can watch it on the uh YouTube of him just slurring his words and, and obviously highly intoxicated. Um, and then when uh, the AG called for his resignation, he brought out this investigation. They've <laughs> had for secret investigation and they gave the House 48 hours to vote on. They, they took no testimony. They took nothing else. They so just, it was an impeachment, voted. right? They're, they're going to impeach him, basically. Yeah, they, you know, normally impeachment, you have somebody, you know, you get to bring on your own witnesses. You get to cross-examine. No, none of that. All that was the thing. So we must, we must impeach him. And they convinced over 60 Republicans in the House uh, to vote for his for, impeachment. For his impeachment. And so they had the impeachment trial, but but yeah. the Bush's hands was heavy in this too, right? Yeah, George P. Bush had been running in the background because uh, they hate the grassroots as they do in Colorado. Uh, but when they got to the Senate, it was embarrassing because they had no proof. In fact, all they had- Well, he was, was acquitted. Oh, a Saturday, he was acquitted. acquitted. But I mean, they had like, they had seven people in his office go to the FBI in 2020 saying we have a good faith belief that he might be doing something wrong. Except well, yeah. they didn't know it. There was nothing to base it on. Well, it was kind of like like the like any of the accusations they bring up. So we have and then that just came out during the trial, right? So they they create cause the FBI to launch an investigation. Everyone's launching these investigations. And the bottom line is they just kind of made it up and they were forced to admit that, which I'm right. sure played a role in why he was found, why he was acquitted. But if we could play, this is kind of a fun exchange. If And it's been a little bit enhanced by the Twitter people. But if we could please, Thomas, play the Paxton soundbite. Did someone in this meeting tell the FBI that Kim Paxton had illegally disclosed some confidential information to someone? Yes or no? We alleged, based on a reasonable belief, we alleged, based on a reasonable belief, that 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 activity could have occurred. You had a good faith belief in certain information, but you didn't know that Kim Paxton had disclosed anything to anyone when you made this report to the FBI, did you? No, no. You were hoping the FBI would sort it out for you and not think that you were co-conspirators with him, correct? The purpose of the, the complaint to the FBI was because we had formed a belief in good faith. We had formed a belief in good faith that the attorney general was involved in criminal activity. Formed a good faith belief that the attorney general of this state was engaged in illegal activity. Did I say that right? That's accurate. But you didn't know, right? Well, that, you didn't know, right? That's the... the that's the point of the good faith belief is we had no evidence. We had no evidence. We had no evidence that we could point to, but we had reasonable conclusions that we could draw. You went to the FBI and reported the attorney general of this state with no evidence. Do I have that correct? We reported the facts to the FBI. That's not my question. You had no evidence that Ken Paxton had done anything illegal. I want to get this straight. You went to the FBI on September 30th with your compatriots and reported the elected attorney general of this state for a crime without any evidence. Yes? That's right. We took no evidence. (laughs) <laughs> so they just made it up. Let's see, where have we seen that playbook before? 
um, Russia hoax, DNC hack. It's like, you know, it's we like. We had a good faith. A belief, good faith belief. Based on no evidence. That the P dossier was true. And the still, yeah, I mean, it's they just make it up. It's like, and that becomes their thing. And fortunately, it's getting exposed a little bit. But, but I mean, it hasn't gotten quite that ugly here in Colorado yet, right? Oh, of well. course. Well, and maybe it will, because we don't actually have any elected officials. So I guess. Yeah, you know, we're, we're clear. There's like, that. there's like two of them. So what would we do with that? Well, although you kind of look at some of the attacks they're doing on on Lauren Boebert and you know granted her behavior I think was bad but but that well, you know as we pointed out before you know Adam Frisch who ran us here was filmed doing a, a having sex with a, with a woman other than his wife in a storage shed and then that was used to blackmail him to prevent Uber from coming to Washington but nobody um, mentions that hey and, Charlene and, has raised her hand hey Charlene go ahead Charlene, just go ahead and unmute yourself. Yes, this is about Ken Buck. I was so excited back several years ago when he wrote the book, Drain the Swamp, because, you know, I thought he was one of us. And then I did some research on him. And actually, he's from Westchester County, New York. And both of his parents were New York City lawyers. And he was educated undergraduate at Yale, and then he got his no, JD. He went to he went to Princeton. Princeton, okay. And then he got his JD at uh, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And on his uh, web page, he says that he went. Uh, you know, he grew up uh, working uh, at college, paying for college as a janitor, and doing all these. You know, ranch hand, just you know, like scraping by. And I'm like, that's so disingenuous disingenuous because how do you have two parents as yeah. New York daughters and you're scraping by <laughs> and and then he comes to Colorado and he meets up with uh you know Perry Buck and you know she's well known throughout the area and he you know he gets a leg up but you know I mean that, that was his second that. wife he had a he had a wife prior to that. oh yeah and a wife before that right but you know I, I'm all for people you know pulling themselves up but i mean he really did not pull himself up and i'm all for people having great you know blue bloods but they just need to tell us they're a blue blood you know don't try to make us think you're someone that you're not so i'm hoping that as more and more people realize who he really is uh that he will see there's no future for him in colorado and he can join cnn or whoever he wants to join well you know what you're I don't know if you were able to hear the beginning of, the, of Tom Tancredo's interview, but he was, it was interesting. He said this, just what you said. He's like, this has always been who Ken Buck is. And he relayed some, yeah. some anecdotal stories. He said, Ken Buck has been this. This is not a new Ken Buck or an evolved Ken Buck. Hey, he said, he's yeah. just showing his cards now. He he's said, he's just revealing himself, you know, and then these people that are up there carrying water for, you know, these, I, I call them Marxist, uh, that have infiltrated our government, like Lou Dobbs has been t- trying to tell us, you know, they're either uh, benefiting from the situation or they're afraid or they're uh, carrying water for these people. And that's what those people in Texas, Texas were doing. And, you know, Charlie Kirk and a bunch of them, they sent out their phone numbers and oh. they said uh, of the representatives and said, call these people, uh, huh? the, the senators. And I, I think a lot of grassroots did call them because they turned it around in the Senate, plus that great lawyer. So, you know, I just look for great things like that. And it's just uh, encouraging to it see is. that happen. All right, Charlie. Thank hey, you. thank you. Okay. Thank you for the call. Well, and here's one other encouraging thing with the Russell Brand thing that's interesting. So discouraging first, the British government, so the, the United Kingdom just passes god-awful censorship law, right? And one of the first things they did is they sent now the British government, this is sent a letter to TikTok and Rumble demanding that they get rid of and demonetize Russell Brand, right? YouTube already kicked him off and demonetized him. So the British government, I mean, the, you know, they weren't even sneaky about it. They just sent the letter demanding it. And Rumble, uh, TikTok hasn't responded. And they're trying to, they're going to be like, screw you, we aren't going to do that. But Rumble called the letter extremely disturbing, said it was deeply dangerous that the government was trying to control, you know, who was on their platform and basically said, hey, we reject your demand straight out. Right. And so, oh, it is good. So there is there is good news out there. Right. There are platforms and like BBS. Right. BBS is a great platform. So their efforts to monetize, I think they're enough or demonetize and their efforts to cancel. I know they're going to continue cracking down and they're going to use 
algorithms and AI and things like that to make it harder to find. But, you know, thank God for Rumble. And we're on Rumble, by the way, um, you know, for Rumble for standing up and saying, no, stupid British government, you can't send us a letter and tell us who we can or can't have. And they were saying there are tons of people that they were saying what he did or was first they said, we don't even know what he did. These are allegations in the Daily Mail, right? Oh, no, like, the Times, the Times of London and the Sunday right. Times and a TV yeah. Show. These are these are allegations, and they said plus, and they're not even actually criminal allegations. They're just. No, they keep on saying, "Well, you know, he groomed a sixteen-year-old." Well, surprise, so surprise, sixteen-year-old, sixteen-year-olds is the age of consent in the UK. Right, so right. It's not illegal. No. And I mean, it might be bad behavior, but they also said what Rumble said is, but the behavior had nothing to do with the content that he has on his show. It doesn't talk, you know, and they said there are plenty of people who are on Rumble that we don't agree with their behavior. And they're like, but we're not going to ban them. And they're they're like, and we're certainly not going to let the government tell us. So there's other reasons to be hopeful there. So, well, it's amazing. The, the Neil Oliver, who I enjoy is another one that uh, gives a lecture on G. It's called GB News, which is tends to be conservative. Um, and there've been all kinds of demands from the government. They've got a new something called the Ofcom, which grants all the licenses in the UK. And they're saying when somebody stood up for Russell Brand, they said that's not being impartial. You're required <laughs> to be impartial. Impartial. Impartial means you're for whatever the government wants. That's that's impartial. That's and impartial. Neil Oliver himself. Um, they invited him to be a fellow at the Royal Society of Edinburgh, which has been around since 1783. Um, and then they called him up saying, you are saying things about uh, climate change and COVID that is not uh, in line with Impartial. the and demanded he <laughs> resign. He said, I couldn't wait to resign. Yeah, go. <laughs> go away. I don't want to be around people. I mean, really, hey, how, you know, how can the Royal Society of Edinburgh we only allow one view on climate change. <laughs> and it's one our view. view. <laughs> we'll have free discussions. Free, discussions <laughs> as long as it. you parrot our view. Hey, yeah. listen, we've run out of time, Jack. Um, want to let you know, on Party Friday, we've got Ash App coming on again, talking about one of her latest columns, so you won't want to miss that. Um, thank you to Tom Tancredo, everybody on Zoom. Um, check, we're on Rumble, we're on Twitter, um, we're not we on even YouTube. We get to the executive committee meeting. and, and oh. uh We'll have a report on that. That's right. Tons well, of fun. We have, we've got a film uh, that we'll show you Friday on, on watching uh, Larry List, Liston um, going, saying, I'm a senator. You need to invest. <laughs> oh, that's this. right. You may, they may censor. Oh, you got, you got, well, this is great. We'll, they may we'll play censor. It for Remember we talked about when he was, he filed the fake charges against um, Rex Conkins down there in El Paso County. And so they may censor him. So. Once again, winning, winning, winning. So everybody, thank you. We will see Goodbye, you all everybody. on Friday. Um, have a great rest of your week. We'll see you Friday. Bye-bye.